I think it's boring, but I think it's what it is is a reflection of society because I think the subject matter that I deal with, because it usually is about taboo subjects, people are so frightened of my ideas that they try to undermine my actual talent or, or any artistic value that may be in any of my work and just say, oh, she's just doing that to shock people or, oh, she just, oh, look, she's changing her look again. Oh, she really knows how to manipulate the media. But the fact is, if, if that's all I was good at doing, I don't think people would be paying attention to me for this long. I mean, I'm still here. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place to give it up, do as I say, for all things Madonna Louise Veronica Ciccone. Hey guys, this is Tony, and uh, words are useless, especially sentences, right? And I'm Eric. Boys, you never know how much I love you. You never know how much I care. When I listen to the MLVC podcast, I get a fever that's so hard to bear. Hey, everyone, it's Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another installment of the MLVC podcast. As you just heard, we have a special guest hailing all the way from Madonna's home state of Michigan. Please welcome Eric Andary to the podcast. Eric, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Thank you. Eric. We're so happy to have you, you on. And I just have to say, you guys, I'm like totally fangirling it out right now because <laughs> ever since I started listening to your podcast, it's just been like two good girlfriends just hanging out my house just chitting at chit-chatting every every week so it's uh it's quite exciting to be a part of the like podcast. it's like a little cocktail hour for absolutely you. is it well i'm excited to finally speak to you um eric he dm'd me earlier and asked me what he should wear to the podcast and he, you know i told him it's no there's no video <laughs> oh my but, god uh, I, he did, i wish he, there was he, <laughs> he did divulge that he would be wearing uh, pajamas because we would talk about that. Yeah, oh, that's a good call. See, that's I'm right. Wearing, Blue I'm, satin I'm, t- teddy. I'm completely naked because we're going to talk about the sex book. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Should have coordinated. Well, I'm wearing a black wig because we're also going to talk about Madame Max. It's, uh, well, and it's appropriate because it, All bases it is covered. Halloween week. So it's appropriate that we're all sort of in various Madame Madonna outfits and that's right. Are you still oh, wearing your eye patch of- from your uh, pirate costume? Oh my God. Let me tell you about that for one second. I very in like, not on purpose landed. We were in the dollar store shopping for last minute Halloween stuff for my sister's party that she had this past weekend. And I was, I didn't want to be the, uh, what is it? Friday the 13th, Michael, uh, no, Jason Voorhees hockey masks. I just hate wearing masks. And they had like for a dollar, they had an eye patch and a little pirate hat. So I thought, perfect. I'll be a pirate and it'll have the Madame X, you know, kind of, you know, intonation with the, with the eye patch. I have no idea how she dances wearing that eye patch because I could barely, like I was bumping into people because you can't see out of the peripheral of that eye. I mean, God bless her. It's, uh, That's okay. You can give the eye patch to Tony since you're done with it. Because we all know, we all know he loves an eye patch. And then I also, I also had this. I know I had this line across my forehead then the entire night. It was terrible. So, God I have an eye patch story, but I'll save it. I'll save it for later. Oh yes, please do. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to um, just quickly talk about some notable Madonna impersonators for Halloween this weekend. So I saw like a quick video of uh, Kylie Jenner dressed as Madonna at the 2003 MTV VMAs. Oh, 
And her best friend, Anastasia, was dressed as Brittany, and they were just palling around, kissing, and doing all the dance moves. It was actually really good. Yeah, I saw that too, and it looked as though she chipped her tooth when she kissed her because she slammed her face up against her, and then the video ended. Oh, It's hilarious. (laughs) They never (laughs) heard it, no. But again, neither did Madonna and Brittany, right? Exactly. And then I also saw Avril Lavigne dressed as 84, circa 1984 Madonna, and she actually looked pretty good. Oh, wow. I haven't seen any of these. I'm going to have to do some homework. That's what happens when you go to the suburbs. You get disconnected from all gay culture. Like I was like, where are the gays? Uh, They're shirtless on the dance floor. Oh my God. I wish there was like a Halloween-y filter that I could like apply to my social media to like delete all of the people that I saw from halloween in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of just veered off and I was looking for notable Madonna costumes and I found two of them. So if anyone finds any others, let us know because, you know, we want to post them. Well, yes. And there might be some, you know, chance for more on Thursday. So if you're trick-or-treating this Madonna, please feel free to send us a picture. Eric, what are you, Eric, what are you, Eric, what are you going for as Halloween or did you go for as Halloween? Well, I went to a Halloween party just a couple of weeks ago and there was a group of us that got together. We decided to do a group costume and it just started off terrible. Like once person suggested feathers, we all bought feathers. And then that was kind of where it ended. So we ended up being just this like random group of feathermen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, of course, every excuse for a gay man to put on a harness and say that's their costume, right? Right. Um, just put your but, harness on and that's and, your costume for the night. Exactly. But um, I have, uh, I'm a teacher. So we have a little Halloween party um, at school. and Where I hope, hope you don't wear a harness. Well, you know, Stop underneath... It. Little reveal, just kidding. Um, but we have a theme this year, and it's um, under the sea. So I'm going as a jellyfish, and we bought uh, jelly packets, and I we're wearing like Smucker's costumes. So to, you know, I can't exactly be a teacher and and be a jellyfish with eyeballs, and you know, right? Got to make it fun. Now that's cute. Yeah, and I'll just wear that when I take my nephew's trick or treating. The great thing is that it's an umbrella, so I'll be safe whether it rains or not because it's always raining on Halloween here. Practical <laughs> and thrifty. I like it. It's very good. And hey, who doesn't love a good gunkle? You know, when they're walking That's along, right. taking the nephews and nieces out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing. Um, so tell everyone, so you are living in Michigan, which is obviously the state where Madonna come, came from, but you're not in Detroit. No, just outside of Detroit. Um, but I've moved around a lot. I mean, in this area and anybody that knows anybody from Detroit or the nearby area, we all have heart in the D. And so mm-hmm. kind of like no matter where you live, you're from Detroit. And it's mm-hmm. also one of those places that's just easier to locate on a map. If you're traveling, you know, within the U.S. Um, or even outside the U.S., which I have, um, you just say I'm from Detroit. And they're like, oh, I know Detroit. That's where Madonna's do, from, right? I was going to say, do they know it because of Madonna? Typically, it's like Eminem, Madonna second, but not in our not in our books. Oh, is Eminem from Detroit? Yeah, Eight Mile. Oh, right. And um, was we, there like a big car industry in Detroit? Uh, yes, yes, okay, Motor City, Motor City correct, is where they yeah. get the name from. Yeah, see, I'm just I'm so oblivious. It's just Madonna to me. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what else Detroit is known for except for. Uh, That's so funny it, because when I think about Madonna being from Michigan, I think of Bloomfield Hills. Is that just me being, you know, too exact for my own good? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Rochester, you mean? 
is it Rochester? I yes. thought they lived. I think they lived in Rochester <laughs> and Bloomfield Hills. Well, I, I, I'm gonna come on. Eric, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kill my out. my Madonna uh, quote facts here. But she was born in Bay City, That's and then right. later mm-hmm. moved to Rochester. <clears throat> and you've been to both homes. No, I haven't actually. Oh, Ooh, stop it! Sorry. All right, you're, I've only right. been to her New York home, thanks Are to you, you. Yes, we have. Yes, Eric. When Eric visited New York City a couple months ago, we did That's the right. Crave Remix project at the Apple Store in Brooklyn, which is right around the corner from where she performed at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. And we then stalked Madonna's house. We did, and we literally yes. just missed her leaving. I wonder where she was off to. I don't know. But speaking of those Crave remixes, I'm really, really hoping that our Crave remixes end up on part two of the Crave mix. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. FYI, everyone, my Crave remix did not make it on the first set of remixes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't even finish that damn remix, but yeah, I so should. We a collection of Crave remixes were released on Friday. So it's Crave remixes part one, which includes um, extended and radio edits of the Tracy Young Dangerous remix, also a Benny Benassi remix as well and there's a couple of others but i'm waiting for part two because i want the rising sun remix yeah i know we got our hands on the rising sun remix in advance of the digital release and that was like my favorite i love that remix i can't i'm shocked they didn't put it on there but that being said the tracy young dangerous remix is on repeat i am a big fan of those especially after seeing madame x in chicago i have been just dreaming about that remix to come out because that disco scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody that's listening. But of course, if anyone's listening, they've already heard half the spoilers. Well, um, but, and yeah. honestly, she's spoiling it now on her Instagram. Like, if you're yeah. following Madonna on Instagram, you're basically seeing what she's doing in the show. There's not yes. Much- Yes and no, because most of it is all boomerangs and you can't hear anything. And Correct. there's been there's been a few where she's had um, the audio where you could hear it. And I feel like those are really special moments because when you watch a boomerang, you're really getting nothing, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, you're getting the costume. When she gave away the God Control right. costume, I was shocked. I was like, yes. to me, that was the one big thing that she you hadn't seen. And yeah. all of a sudden she's like, posting it on her Instagram, like, oh, that takes away the fun it's, of- It's all your fault. <laughs> I'm, bl- I'm blaming it on you and I'll tell you why, because you had said on the episode, you had said something about um, how incredible that that the, the outfit was. And when you first saw it, blah, blah, blah. And so I was in my head thinking, I knew that it was like, I think you had described it already as that George Washington style. Mm-hmm. But then it was moments after that that she posted it. I was like, oh, I was hoping to see it without seeing it, you know? (laughs) Hey, if she's listening to the podcast, (laughs) I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, Start singing Rescue Me, Madonna. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Um, And we will get to your review of the Chicago leg of the Madame X tour in a second. But um, we did want to sort of talk a little bit about your Madonna journey first. Um, The, uh, what what led you to become a Madonna fan in the first place? So sort of, sure. um, did was it something that you just like, you grew up loving her or what was your first introduction to her? Well, I was born in June of 1982. Mm. Don't worry, I'm not going to take that long. But I will say <laughs> um, that was, I, went I to mean, New York. Ba- basically, <laughs> right? Basically like my umbilical cord was still healing when she came out with her first single, everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's nice. I feel like I can say that I grew up with her career, but um, 
it's it only makes sense that like my the first five years of my life I don't you know I wasn't there for the premiere of her music videos and albums and things like that but um I do have some faint memories as a kid um I my sister had the um it was either the like a virgin cassette or the single of angel but angel was like my first memory mm. um loved that song um and then I mean, if you were an early madonna fan of course you're gonna love that song yeah and then um another memory that i have from when i was young was the open your heart video i remember and i can't remember if you said this or if i heard it from someone else but like there was a time when when she first started changing her look that it took a minute to like comprehend like wait this is the same person you know what i mean like the look was so no one i don't think anyone was really changing their look so dramatic so drastically so like frequently i think that's what it was it wasn't yeah you know because i think some of the acts in the 80s were definitely changing their looks you know like whenever they sort of like come out with a new album or whatnot but she was just doing it so frequently from like video to video right but i I remember the moment when i first saw her in that black wig and i was Mm -hmm. like very, you know, just kind of paused for a moment, confused. But as soon as she put her head back and pulled that wig off to reveal her blonde hair, I rem- I just, that's one moment that I will never, like, it's just ingrained in my memory forever. It was such an amazing moment. And I think that that was one of those first moments when I was like, this is somebody that I need to pay attention to. You know, yeah, and I was like, she, she drew you in, you were yes. intrigued. I mean, anyone yes. who has perfectly coiffed. <clears throat> platinum blonde hair after taking off a black wig is someone you have to follow because i mean you want to know all her secrets right well you did that too eric right later in your life you've bleached i think many all three of us have at one point colored our hair i don't know if it's due to madonna but i certainly know mine was and every time i bleach it you know i i put on a wig and i make sure that i reveal it in such a manner (laughs) everywhere i go (laughs) that's right for like a week you just walk around yeah. I, I, yes. Second graders and fourth graders is what they want to see. Um, yeah. But moving on, I think, um, I think for many years I was just, uh, I was very much into pop music. Like I had, um, you know, my Paul Abdul poster, my Mariah Carey poster. I was probably a huge, I was like the equivalent of the fan that I am now of Madonna when I was like in middle school of Mariah Carey. I was you know, really spending, spending every dime that I had going to the store and buying cassettes. Wow. Um, yeah. But it wasn't until Are you still a huge Mariah Carey fan now. Um, I still love the old Mariah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really listen to her new stuff. Um, I don't either. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say that, um, oh, so I did, I did pay attention obviously to Madonna during those times, but, um, I think that I, along with my parents, maybe it was influence of my parents, um, when the like Blonde Ambition came out, the Cone Bra, when Erotica came out, I sort of, um, stopped paying attention. Really? I mean, I was, okay, so at at the time I was... 11 years old you know what i mean oh, so like that stuff i didn't understand it i didn't right. know i didn't sexual yeah like but i don't think i even really understood that that was sexual you know what i mean but my parents were like no she's the devil or she's this you know what i'm saying so i like it was almost like i was like okay all right fine i'm not gonna 
it's not a good time to be a fan or whatever. But um, I kind of jump back in around something to remember. Um, I like re- I remember that whole album shoot, the photo shoot for that album. Um, and then when I I w- it was it was just after Avita when I became like hardcore. And I don't know if you remember, but the um, it was the Billboard Music Awards when she received the Artist of the Year, and um, Tony Bennett um, gave her the award. Yeah, and they had. Luckily, I was always kind of recording those shows at the time um, on my v- VHS player. Yeah, uh, VCR. I literally, I have so many VHS tapes, in yes. box, which has like all of those performances and videos yes. and interviews and whatnot. I just have nothing to play them on. Yeah. Um, but I remember they had, he, you know, he kind of said his thing, you know, she's like the greatest um, icon of all time. He talked about the um, Guinness Book of World Records. And then they played this like video montage and it was, you know, from everybody. Well, it started off with Express Yourself, but then it goes like in chronological order and goes up all the way to Avita. And it was like one of those moments that I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I can say holy on this yeah, podcast, can, right? Can, okay. Yeah, you can curse. You can, um, you can you can use as many religious motifs as you as you like. Um, right. Correct. But I just remember thinking, I, I'd seen probably only eighty percent of the videos that were in that montage. A lot had like gone by in the years I didn't have MTV and stuff, and, and didn't have cable. And it was just like one of those things that was like, you like this woman. You've always like thought she was cool, but you never realized that she was iconic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And from that moment, it was like an obsession. I would buy TV guides if I knew that her picture was on the cover or inside. And I started this scrapbook, multiple scrapbooks. Um, In high school, I was so weird i was so weird i used to make handwrite handwritten invitations when i knew that like video premieres were coming on mtv and i'd pass them out to everybody that i could find um i mean so like you so basically you were doing pr for her oh absolutely yes just like you just like you have been kind of silently doing um or i should say silently but publicly doing um unpaid promotions for her i i was the same well we're working on changing that (laughs) If, if Guy Osiri is listening, we'd love to change the unpaid yeah, promotion. We'd, we'd love to be right. on Maverick's yeah. payroll, but that's another story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Live Nation, um, something. I'll go work at the pop-up shop. It's fine. Um, there was a, I remember when I turned, I want to say it was either 19 or 20, I had a birthday party, a, a karaoke birthday party in the park. Um, the city where I grew up, we had this big park and it was just kind of one of those places where everybody hung out. It was like the cheers mm-hmm. of our city. And so um, I, again, made this um, invitation and I directed it to the entire city. And mm-hmm. the whole invitation was the introduction to Bye, uh, to Bye Bye Baby at the Curly Show, where uh-huh. it was like, ladies and gentlemen, step right up. The greatest show on earth is about to begin. We have dancing <laughs> boys. We have dancing girls. You know, the whole thing. And that was my invitation. And I was like, like I, after it finished, I was like, and come to my birthday party at the park at 7 <laughs> o'clock and passed it out. Of course, you know, it was just a, just my friends came, but I expected the entire city and the local news and everything. But Well, I just think, I mean, imagine if 
social media had been around back then, all the things you could have done oh with my goodness. iMovie and Instagram <laughs> and yep. YouTube. I mean, you would have, who knows where yeah. things would have gone. Yeah. I was actually lucky in high school to, um, uh, I had, I w- it was in an English class and we were going over ideas for a paper and sitting next to me was a friend of mine who was kind of in my circle of friends, you know? Um, but we hadn't really like ever connected one-on-one and, um, I overheard him talking and he was like, I'm going to write my paper on Madonna. And I was like kind of listening and I was like, what is going on here? And I kind of just leaned over very nonchalantly and I was like, well, you know, I know a lot about Madonna. So if you'd like to come over, I can help you study. (laughs) I was so pretentious. Anyway. um, Did he use you as a source? And he was like, he was like, "Mm, that's okay. Like, I know a lot about Madonna too. And that actually kind of sparked a, a deeper friendship between us. And we spent many years like... Like before MLVC podcast, there was, mm-hmm. you know, my best friend from high school. And, um, you know, we just downloaded music together. We went to concerts together, all that. So I kind of like, I think my um, love for Madonna kind of grew a little bit more in high school because of that. And then um, there was uh, that, oh, so American Life came out. An American life. Of course, I think many of us, there's, there's, there's fans that kind of are very forgiving of her and will love her everything she does. Correct. Um, there was, I think like when American life came out, it was very much like that erotica time for me where I just didn't, I was kind of upset with her. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? Why are you well, doing exactly. this? I, I mean, and, it was, I remember when Erotica came out, that's how I felt. It yeah. Was, like, you almost felt like she was doing something personally offensive to you. Like, yeah. I, you know, after this glossy, beautiful Vogue video, and then she did Justify My Love. And I was like, yeah. uh, Madonna, what are you doing? And then same thing. Like, she had, what uh, I think she did, this used to be my playground. And it was all, like, willowy mm-hmm. and wonderful. And then she does Dita. And I'm just right. like, I, I was like, I wasn't, I don't think I was ready for her seeing her in that, like that video with all those sexual situations just yeah. coming at you within four minutes worth of time. And I was just like, I was just, really sad. And not me. I, yeah. I, I was her, but yeah, I so excited. She took all I don't think it was, was going, go ahead, Tony. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was so much that I was like personally offended. It was more so that. So much of her career, like past, um, past blonde ambition, really. Um, there was I, I've personally, and a lot of fans, I feel like have had to defend her to like the general population, and so it was yeah. like when she did that, it was like, no, Madonna, now I've got to work harder, and I've mm-hmm. got you know people are gonna like roll their eyes when I say I like Madonna, and it's like why couldn't you just like continue being cool you know because like it was music right before that and everyone loved music and it just was like a weird time so i kind of i kind of stopped listening and during american American life yeah like just after so i ended up i went um overseas i was teaching english um in bulgaria for a few years and during that time i like you know it was kind of like a new situation so i was able to like start new habits and things like that. And Madonna just, I never let her back in. And I remember my friend from high school would send me um, MP3s uh, via email when, (laughs) 
when conf- yeah when con- <laughs> when confessions came out i literally did not open those emails for the longest time and then um, so literally gems like get together <laughs> sorry just rotting yes and you're not even listening to them right but the thing is when um the hung up video came out it was everywhere I like could not avoid it. And I was like, you know, it was like one of those things where I wouldn't look at the TV, but then my foot was tapping. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like the next day I was, you know, wearing a leotard and I was like, what is going on here? (laughs) It was. Yeah. So then I like very slowly. Yeah. She got back in and then I want to say, so then there was confessions, um, hard candy. I feel like she's been in ever since. Well, and obviously, spoiler, spoiler alert to our listeners, you obviously are back in the good graces with <laughs> back, her yes. because you are on the podcast after yes, all. Yes, yes, yes. We wouldn't be featuring you if you were anti-Madonna right now. That's right. We are not that podcast. So uh, the pod, I don't know what podcast is out there that, that's anti-Madonna. Is, is there an anti-Madonna podcast? Not that I know of. I hope not. I hope not. So... It all of this has led up to you seeing. So she didn't. She didn't come to Detroit for the Madame X tour. No, she didn't. Everyone that I talked to is like, "Oh, she's definitely coming to Detroit, right?" She would come to Detroit, and I'm like, "No, this is a very different tour. Like, it's, it's not like that." Um, you know, I feel as though she wants to go to a place where she can stay for a few days, and she's going to get, you know, sold out, sold out the shows, and I. If you don't know anything about Detroit, um, Detroit has, you know, definitely had its ups and downs in terms of, um, you know, what the city has to offer, has to offer, you know, in terms of places to hang out and as a as a tourist destination. Um, at this point right now, I mean, it's definitely at a high point. I mean, it's it's coming back. You know, it's, I feel like Detroit's always on the comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so hey, if you want to come to Detroit, come to Detroit. And that's I love it. Um, so not, but I, not I, talking I, bad about I, Detroit, I, but I, I do like feel Detroit, but just not yeah. Yeah, I do feel though that it's um, you know people have a have a a notion that it's not a fun place or a cool place. Or there's not anything to do here, which you know I feel like would keep people from filling up her shows. And so I, I feel like as much as she probably considered coming to Detroit, I don't know that a she would have, you know, the sold out shows that she's had in New York and maybe possibly had in Chicago. Um, but uh, she may also, I don't know, be bitter about um, Detroit. I don't know, but she's yeah. too short to be bitter. Well, she's, I mean, she's uh, obviously, I don't think it's anything personal against uh, Detroit as a city because there's a lot of cities that she's not going to across yeah. the United States. Did she go to Detroit with um, the Rebel Heart Tour? Yes. Actually, MDNA, she originally did not. And a group of my friends, we all bought tickets to go see her in Cleveland, which was the closest city. And there was, it was she went from Cleveland, and then I think she went somewhere in Canada. Maybe it was like Toronto or something like that. Mm-hmm. And what do you know, after we spent all this money on tickets to Cleveland, she ended oh, up putting no. a show in Detroit. So it was fine because I ended up going, um, but I bought like $25 tickets, um, you know, up in the balcony, which were actually, it was really cool. And I think that, um, I feel like Tony, you said something about this recently, but seeing the show, the first one in, in um, Toledo, we saw um, 
I was literally second row. Um, it was incredible. Um, I got to, I, but the thing is like, I saw people in the background, you know, behind the scenes. Right. Um, this, you know how the opening scene when like the, 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 in the church scene or whatever, and then the, the glass shatters. Yes. Like when you're that close, you can see the actual, like the digital part of the screen, you know what I mean? But when, when I, yes, the pixelation or whatever, when I was in the balcony, it was, it was amazing to see it full, the full scene. And like, you, you felt as though it was much more real because you didn't get that up close. Right. It's, I mean, and everything, you know, it's, it's the scene when you're seeing her up close, you're there to see her. Right. You, you cannot appreciate the full scale and scope of the show when you're yes. like uh, within the first five rows of the, yes. of the show, when you're further back, then you, you, you have a bit of a distance between you and her as the performer, but you get to see her entire vision then, which yes. is kind of, which is kind of nice. So it's like for all the people <clears throat> who like to shake their heads as to like why I go and see it multiple times. It's like, well, cause I like to take in different vantage points and yeah. like understand the show because so much, you know, when you see it just once, it just flies by so fast and you're like, I don't even know what I just saw. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say we were, um, we were probably, I think we were like the first row in the balcony. And I mean, the moment that that curtain like disappeared and that you knew that it was starting, we stood up like, what else do you do Mm -hmm. at a Madonna concert? Right. The people behind us, however, were not in the same mindset. And (laughs) they were like, it was, I think there were like four um, it was like a two um, couples and I kept getting a tap on like my, my shoulder or whatever from the guy sitting behind me. And he kept telling me to sit down and like, you know, of course I was like, no, <laughs> you know, just very, very <laughs> subtle. just said, you know, no, sorry, whatever. And it just got so like, I don't want to say it got heated because there was like no fists, um, you know, flying. Um, but you know, <laughs> we from Detroit here. Okay. I will bust a cap if I have to. Um, um, but yeah, they eventually, well, all I would have to do is borrow one of her. She had so many, um, that, that whole scene loved the MDNA concert, but like, it was a pretty gruesome, like opening set with all the the violence. But yes, anyway, I think it was due to that violence that eventually they actually, they left, they walked out. I don't know if they sat somewhere else or if they left or whatever, but they were no longer sitting behind me and I didn't care. And then like, who the goes to Madonna show and sits down? Sorry. Yeah. Well, so, so you went to see her in Chicago for Madame X and yes. uh, it was a whole little road trip. And I saw that you dressed up. Yes. And you you yes. were dressed up as the Madame X in the House of Love, uh, a spy in the House of Love section, correct? Yes. It was, so like, actually, like, it was quite good. It was quite good. Well, well, I look at pictures now and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> A for effort, right? Dave. So, I mean, you weren't in like full drag, but. Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you, we, you and I both, um, you as in Stefan, we went to, um, the uh drown world tour dressed up in the punk rock look and i mean that was my that was my first concert um was drown world and it was just like something you did you know i mean looking back at all the concerts before well mostly i guess the virgin tour um you know there was was all the wannabes you know and it's like that was just something you did even if that wasn't the era so uh yeah i dressed up 
then. And then I really didn't dress up since then. I've been to every show of hers except for Confessions because I was oh, pouting. I know. I hate it. I hate it now, but I was pouting oh in Bulgaria. And uh, um, that's what you get for I know hung up, get together, and sorry, rotting in your inbox. <laughs> yes. So I... um. So, and I, I don't think I ever really dressed up since. I mean, I would wear like a leather jacket or there was like during MDNA, I wore like my socks on my arm, the, you know, the tube socks with the stripes <laughs> on them. But it was like very subtle stuff. Bitch so on the sock. Yeah, yeah, That's right. <laughs> so this time around, I was like, you know, I, I'm going to go all out. Like you just have to. And I'm like, I've heard stories of people coming into the theater, getting their seats moved. And I'm like, all right, here's the deal. I told my husband, I was at work or whatever. And I texted him and I was like, so um, do you, would you be okay dressing up to go see Madonna? And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. No problem. And you know, little time goes by. We didn't really talk about it. And then I was like, you know, when I say dress up, I mean, we're going to have to pull our heels out of the basement because yes, we do own heels um, <laughs> as every gay man should. Um, and he's like, Oh, Tony, you know what? I think I used to have a pair and I don't know what happened to them. <sighs> I but actually, I, I, I just looked at my ankle, so I shouldn't be wearing heels at all. Oh, I actually found a pair of um, those like neon green with the oh, yellow yeah. underside pumps that she wore in borderline. And I wanted them so bad, but they were like a discount pair that was two sizes too small and I couldn't get them. Oh, but yeah, you can't squeeze anyway. Yeah. So anyway, he was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's that's what I want to hear, honey. So um, <laughs> I didn't really, I figured I wanted it to be something easy to put together. I wasn't going to shave. Um, and I don't, my, my chin is visible probably like once every four years or something. So um, it's like a leap year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, I looking at the show and everything, I was like, that seemed like, um, you know, a, a look that we could pull off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got the, the blonde wig I borrowed. I sent out an email to everybody at my staff. I was like, who has a trench coat that's going to fit two men, you know, that's going to also look feminine. Um, got a couple. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't own one. No, no. Um, so then, so yeah, we got like, we got the, um, yeah, you I was fishnet stockings fishnets, and, yes. and yeah, I, I just pulled the, I just pulled the fishnets out of my fishnet drawer. So that was no big right. deal, but, right. but we, we got, um, the knee pads that Madonna wore. It was kind of a mismatch of like the Madonna look right. and the, the girls, like the spy girls look. Right. We yeah, started, no, it was actually quite, it was quite good. Yeah. I was impressed. And, and I was more impressed that you actually wore that to the show just because like I, I, when I was thinking about what I was going to do, I'm like, I'm buying the tour jacket and that's all my budget for costume for this, for this concert. I'm like, I'm yeah. not dressing up. And I, well, that was the official Vogue costume. So really I put on the wig, I put on the glasses, the heels, the fishnets, and you guys that was great. I put, put on my Vogue costume and that was my costume for the night. Yes. And, Thank you. Thank you. And so then, so you're in the, how I've never, I was outside of the Chicago theater when I visited Chicago. I did not actually go inside because I didn't have tickets to anything, but um, it looks beautiful from what I can see on Instagram. And now I had a question in BAM, there were little X's around the theater. Yes. You mentioned that. And were there X's in the Chicago theater? 
I don't know. I forgot you were, to look. You, you were already, you, well, with one eye. With you one know, eye, you, you yes. Can, you can barely see. Yeah. Um, the, the theater itself is beautiful. I mean, and I can't imagine, like, we we have, we, I don't, and another reason in that we were shocked that she didn't come to Detroit is because this is like, be, besides Broadway, I feel like, I think this is like the second, or maybe even competing with Broadway, um, like the biggest theater district in the have country. A lot of like, we have too, so many small at. theaters here um that yeah and i'm just surprised that you know i think she would have had a beautiful show here in detroit but regardless um we so it's, and it's a, it's a 4000 seat venue in chicago yeah and it's, from what i from what we saw it looked completely packed um we didn't show up actually until about nine o'clock um after talking, I was talking to you about it, actually. Yeah, like, I keep we, telling everybody, because people were yeah. asking, what time should I well, show up? And I'm like, she I mean, doesn't come on until 10.30, 10.45. Yeah, I took a nap at, like, 7.30. <laughs> woke up at, like, 8. We started getting ready. Um, it was nice. But we got there, and um, we met Oksana and Jamie oh, nice. and talked to them for a little bit. And then went inside. I had absolutely no problem with the phone situation and neither did my husband. He was like, yeah, it's actually really nice to kind of, you know, yeah, you're go free off the grid and yeah, like you get to talk to people and yep. just hang out. Yeah. We, um, I was, I think, um, someone advised, or I think I saw on, on um, Facebook, I'm a part of like a number of groups and someone said, don't wait in line for your merch. And, and just do it afterwards because the lines are, you know, so much shorter or whatever. And I, and I'm just like, hell no, sorry. Like this is, I'm here. I want to make sure I get, I don't want to show up after the show and then them tell me they're sold out of something. So I did wait in line um, for merch. I got the tour book and I Madame got the, um, the sleep mask. <laughs> um, yeah. The eye mask. <laughs> um, and then we waited in line again to get um, beverages Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah, there is a lot of line waiting, but it's like you've yeah. got time to kill, so you might as well. Yes, I was in heels. Let me tell you, waiting in line is not, not a fun, fun thing to do in heels. But um, so then we went to our seats. We sat. Um, we sat on the main floor. I was the third seat from the middle aisle, which we all know what happens in the middle aisle. Um, and but it was just underneath the balcony. Okay, okay. so <clears throat> I was. I mean, when they say there's not a bad seat, there really isn't a bad seat in any of these shows. But well, um, Tony and I would like to uh, counter, yeah. counter a bit of that opinion. By Unless saying, you play ten dollars for <laughs> yeah, if you pay the ten dollars seats, there are such a thing as not great seats because yeah. the, the partially obstructed view. I literally, had I not snuck down to the empty seats in the fifth row, I would have missed half the show. But, <sighs> That's, so, that, but I agree. If you're in the middle yeah, section, yeah. It, there's not a bad seat in the house. Yeah. I will say though that um I wish now like looking back, I wish I had paid mm. for better seats. I mean, like I said, visually, I mean, you got a good s- s- like sense of like the whole show because you could see everything around you instead of looking, you know, straight up with your neck kinked back or whatever. But um, it's interesting. And I don't know if you witnessed this at the shows you went to, but like the first like 10 rows were there to party. Like they were having 
an amazing time. And then there was like a series of seats of rows where like people would stand and they were standing because they, you know, it was a good song or whatever. Or they couldn't see. Yes. But then, then it was like, I got to my, where we were standing and there were people around us that were having a good time here and there. But it was like, sometimes I was like the only one dancing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to party with them. And I'm Mm -hmm. such a, I'm such a rule follower that like, I didn't, you know, I didn't bring my phone in and find a way to sneak in and take pictures. I I stayed in my seat. And plus I had these heels, which I took off because I didn't want to be rude to the people behind me. Um, So it was like, I just had, I had my, my, my tour book in a bag and I had my shoes and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. I'm going to be grateful for the tickets that I have and whatever. But I wish I had that courage to just like, bust aside and just go down there and live my life my best well honestly the only reason i did that in the last show that tony and i went to was because uh my friend had like waved me over he was like there's an extra seat and i already it was my fourth show i'd already seen it and i was just like in my head i'm thinking they're not gonna kick me out there's no way they're gonna kick me out but like had it been my first show i probably wouldn't have been that daring but i'd already seen it (laughs) many times i was like oh the bam people don't give a shit (laughs) right but um, okay, I, so what what was your overall thought of the show in general? Did you like the intimacy? Did you like the set list? Um, okay, so I will say that um, overall, I love the show. Um, I went when I came home. I had a lot of people asking about it, um, and one question they asked was, "You know, is it the best show you've seen of her?" And honestly, my answer was no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just me personally, obviously, like I have my own opinion. Um, but there were a couple things I think that like, I don't know, I absolutely love Madame X, the album. So there was, I, I was all for sing every song, you know, I'm not one of those. There was a one point where she was, it was in like the Fado club section where <laughs> someone was like, they shouted out, play something old. And she was like... <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> she, later she sang, what did she sing after? She sang, um, shoot, it was like, um, uh, I think it may have been like Medellin <laughs> or something like that. And she was like, is that an old, is that old enough for you? <laughs> oh, but um, it was like, well, she's, kind of feisty, um, she's kind of feisty on the, on the tour. Yes. I don't know how she was oh, yeah. with you. Like when we were seeing her, Tony, I mean, you remember, she's like, she's kind of like, Feisty, I want to say, not, I mean, feisty is like a kind word, but she's kind of like, not mean to some of the people that she's talking to, but like, it's kind of yeah. funny, but like, she's really abrasive to some of the people in the audience. Yeah. And I, there's a, there's a level, I think that we sort of anticipate that we expect it. Um, but like, I think it was my husband that said it, like he, it, it was kind of a, comes off a little condescending sometimes, you know, and I get it. I think that. I don't know. I that's I think when I when I think about um anything negative about the show really I feel like it's it's that part where I mean we didn't yes, get tears absolutely. of a cloud which I think we all agree was a positive but I still think <laughs> I still think her trying to like sound seductive and funny at the same time it doesn't come off as funny you know what i mean there was like kind of like a ha 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 what was that supposed to be funny kind of mm-hmm. murmur among the crowd that i just wish that you know i don't know 
I mean, that's, I, that's like the only, I think, part that I didn't love. Yeah, um, so what, yeah. did you love the, like, how much did the selfie go for the, the night wow. you were there? Oh, my God. The selfie went for eight thousand dollars and and she so she actually took two selfies that night she took two and she took the first one and she's like let me take another one just in case that one didn't turn out and i was like um yeah you better ask for that second one (laughs) right because like when when rosie spent a thousand dollars on one i'm like you're giving up eight thousand dollars i'm like i would have been like I've got four thousand dollars, but if you don't like that, I'll give you five thousand. Not five thousand. I've got six thousand. Just kidding. You know what I mean? Like she went all out at eight grand. I was like, "You go and take me with you wherever you're going." My God. I mean, for eight thousand dollars, for the kids in Malawi, that you're you're missing the point. Uh, But um, I know. know. Okay, so that's another thing that I want to say, and I don't. This goes back to. Um, MDNA when she was during the Like a Virgin striptease, you know, she had people throwing dollars on yes, stage. Yes. Well, I know that there were a few times when she had specifically said, like, this is for the uh, Hurricane Sandy victims, and this one was for, she mentioned a couple different reasons, but like, I remember getting the DVD and was like, why didn't she have that at the end? Like, the MDNA tour donations yeah. thrown up on the stage by fans raised a total of blank thousand dollars to this charity, this charity, this charity, you know? Um, my husband asked me, he's like, you know, where, where that money's going to charity, right? And I was like, honestly, at this point, I have no idea. Oh, I know she that didn't, say it, she didn't say it at Chicago? Or she didn't say it at your show? Oh, no, because no. she, has, she has been saying it. I don't think she's been as super direct at some of the shows, but I know, like, I think, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, our last show that we saw her at in New York, she did say this money's going to benefit some, some needy children or something. Yeah. Yeah. And also there was an Instagram post, uh, the week after. Where I think that was the $8,000 stage with a stack of bills <clears throat> on top of it. Yeah. And, and she said, there's, there's a right. reason for this. Stay tuned or something like that. So, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be like, yeah, you know, I just feel like, if she was, if she had something specific for it, like she, I don't know, she maybe would get more money if she, if if fans right. knew that it was, you know what I mean, going somewhere important. Because she jokes and she's like, "You got to pay for this tour set or whatever." Oh, right, but right. you know, it's like it would just be, it would be nice to know, and it would, it would kind of show that genuine, vulnerable side of oh, her. That, come you on, know, she you has know, somewhere. She's, she's got no fucks to give. She doesn't care if people understand where the money's going to or not. Um, but um, so, why it was before we sort of like move on to other topics? This podcast, yeah. what? do you feel is the one, like, what didn't you like it? I mean, when I tell people about the show who haven't seen it, I find it's hard to compare this show to previous tours because it's so different. It's so not those tours, which is why I think like she is trying to do something with the format. That's different. Not just like, yes, it's a, it's a show and she's Mm -hmm. touring it around, but it's so not what any of her past tours were, you know, like, yeah, even when she was communicating and taking moments where she would talk to the audience in previous tours, it was so not what she's doing here. Like she's literally hanging hanging out with her. Yeah. Those four segments where she's just talking to the audience, 
It is just you spending time hanging out with Madonna. Right, right. I think, I think, um, so A, I mentioned earlier that um, if you had asked me a week ago, I probably would have had a little bit more of a negative feeling towards it. And I think that part of that has to do, and, and I think we all have the same experience. When you're not in the best seats, you don't have as, like, the the more expensive your tickets are, even though the, you know, the correlation is that your bank account is in the negative, but you have <laughs> such a better time the more that you are in that pit, the closer you are to touching her sweat and seeing every, you know, yeah. hair on her cheek like the closer you are you have a better experience and so yeah. i think that part of it was that initial that initial feeling that i had was that you know maybe i was spending too much time like wishing i was in that front pit instead of just taking on the show but like the more that i thought of it over the past couple of weeks like just re- like rewatching some of her instagram boomerangs and all that remind me of how really incredible it was it really was a great show um one well, thing that I there's did, always there's always time for philadelphia i want to go to another show we can, so bad. Finished. We can um, still po- charge away i know tony's done he's, <laughs> he's, he's already uh, he's, he's he's told the soup kitchen line that you'll see him there for the next couple months and uh yeah no i, I know my back hopefully like, hopefully the dentist with eight thousand dollars has another <laughs> few dollars just laying around and he could like right give me a call and say hey i'm just kidding um but so eric what were the like the the standout um you know songs in the show that really okay so i absolutely loved love love loved um the the whole vogue and the i don't search i I find scene not only because i was dressed as her and i could have easily (laughs) snuck on stage and joined the girls you wouldn't have known (laughs) yeah but um it was just a really cool just the whole thing kind of keep the madame x theme in there it just was really really cool um I like how they use the stairs and everything. She was hiding under the stairs at one yeah. point. Um, it was very re- reminiscent of Dick Tracy. You know, that was that oh, whole totally, part was really cool. Totally. Um, I really loved the entire Fado Club. Just the set was so beautiful. Um, I love that she was kind of on the piano, and that part was really cool. Um, Medellin was cool. It had like a it had a very different, fun vibe to it. Um, Come alive. Uh, that was amazing. Crave the, that was the first time I heard that disco retreat. Well, in in full, and it just like set the house on fire. Um, But I think the two like really, really mega moments, um, like a prayer got every single person who was like, some people were falling asleep because they were, you know, it was late. It was late. um, But they were on their feet singing. It was, it was magical to experience that. Um, But also, Everyone Hands down, one hundred percent. Frozen was number mm. one. I mean, everyone yeah. says it, and I and I knew going in there, I was like, okay, I'm gonna love Frozen. I might cry, whatever. But like, <laughs> when you actually see it, I mean, I didn't cry, but I'm telling you, the entire time, my mouth was like wide open. My hands were covering my face. Yeah, nothing can prepare like, you for that. Like moment. I didn't want to blink. It's very, it was so. It's, it's something we haven't experienced. It was so incredible. Yes. Yeah, I also I and, and 
I, and people don't really talk about it because there's so much else to talk about for the show, but I love the opening. I think the opening with the typewriters and the guy getting mm-hmm. like, you know, like how he's doing the different hand movements and then the gunshots yeah. and he picks himself back up and then he yeah. starts again and over and then the, the uh, James Baldwin quote, right? Yeah. James Baldwin, right? Yep. Yeah. Those moments, Baldwin. those moments, um, are really, I feel like, what separate Madonna from other pop artists because that's a moment in the show that it's like, it's art. It's living yeah. art. Like, it's not mm-hmm. it's not a concert at that moment. It is yeah. so artistic. And I feel like, um, you know, all of her shows have those elements. And, you know, it goes without saying that that's important. Yeah, I, I agree. I, and so... Uh, talking about Madame X, the tour, they Billboard had just released an article that actually talked about how she like scored this shit ton of money from just the 16 shows at BAM. I was impressed to hear that those shows, it was a combined gross of $9.6 million. And I was like, my God, is that? The, well, that's I guess that's why they wouldn't switch my ticket like, out for that. It just night. sounds like an awful lot of money for 16 shows. Yeah, they were just. Count, counting, counting. They must be, they must be counting the eight thousand dollars. <laughs> stacks and stacks of cash. Um, <laughs> that, and that's that's not counting the merchandise. I guarantee you that mm-hmm, merchandise yeah, is uh-huh. going to be racked up there because there was a lot of tour jackets at those shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Um, um, can I say one? I was I was thinking about one other thing that I wanted to say about the show. Course. Um, so one thing that um, I also feel I don't want to say ruined my experience, but didn't um, I don't know amplify it as much as I wanted to was that because I was I was I was in row J I think it was if anybody wants to compare their seats um, the um, the fact that there's no like mega screen right. where you probably know other shows when they're they, they have like camera if you're, if you're on far away you can see what yes. you're doing yeah. and so i wasn't i mean i was i could see the whole set i can see her but like i remember thinking that i never got a chance to see her like smiling i knew she was having a good time you can tell in her voice that she was happy and what whatnot but like i never got an up close view of her face and yeah. i was just like it was almost kind of like a blurred, you know, face to me. Um, and that's what I missed. I missed like making eye contact with her. It wasn't until she exited down the middle row during I Rise when I actually like saw her eyes for the first time. And I was just like, it was like the whole show, it like went by so fast mm-hmm. that I like was a little bit sad, you know? And then of course, me being so kind, the girl sitting next to me, First of all, there were two girls sitting next to me. One was in the aisle, then the next seat. Um, the one that was in the aisle seat left. Ooh, I like where this is going. She left at like Crave or something. I don't know. Oh, what? Yeah. I, yeah. So the other girl um, who also was, you know, I think she'd been to one <laughs> other show before in her life. And she was like, you know, when is she going to play something else? Whatever. Um, at, when I rise came, I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Stand up! Stand up! Get your hand ready! Get your fist ready! She's gonna get fist bumps right now, and then like because she was next to me, like she got the fist bump. And All then, that, and then I man. reached, I reached around her head to give her like a fist right. bump. Like hopefully, I would get like the the end of her the girl's fist bump that I whatever. Um, and I like at the moment I was like, 
I don't want to mess up. I don't want to hit Madonna from the side. Like if I'm going to get a fist bump, I want it meant for me. And so I just like gave up. I was like, Oh, so it you was my one chance. You sacrificed a fist bump with Madonna so some other woman couldn't have the joy inside. And she was so happy. Like we, when we left, we had to go get our phones unlocked. And she was like, she just kept telling everybody. She's like, this ring, this one hit Madonna. You know, and I was yeah, just like, I, we've all had our moments when we've seen her up close or whatever. Like it just wasn't mine. She never had one. So that was hers. Yeah. I mean, I guess the reason she Madonna's not doing the, the, like a big screen of it is just mm-hmm. because like with Broadway shows, you know, you don't see that with Broadway. So, yeah. I well, I mean, she, she used she, every inch of the walls. Yeah. You exactly. know, but I think it's just mostly because like with they, what they do with theater shows, she's just trying to keep it like that. You know, yeah. it's just, uh, um, listen, let's not add any more elements or otherwise <laughs> the second night of each oh, gosh, new yeah. city show is going to get technical difficulties. Bite you know? your tongue, Tony. <laughs> So this week we also saw the not, I mean, the anniversaries for uh, Bedtime Story, which is 25 years, and for Erotica, 27 years. Let's hear your thoughts on that, Eric. Um, well, like I said, when Erotica uh, came out, I was really kind of, um, it was a time for taking a break from Madonna. Um, so it wasn't until I really got back into her around between like 94 and 96 um, or no 95 and like 97 at the time. Um, I was like going back to all the record stores and like spending my lunch money instead of eating lunch, I would go and buy, you know, every Madonna cassette record that I could, you know, back, <laughs> all the back catalog stuff. And um, that's so Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. <laughs> Carrie was like, I would, I wouldn't spend my money on food. I'd spend it on Vogue. Yeah. Um, so I went and I bought, I bought, you know, all that stuff, all the, especially um, both Bedtime Stories and Erotica. And they're just, I mean, Erotica has always been in my, like, top five, okay? Bedtime Stories kind of makes its way up and down, but, like, Erotica is one of those that is just you could not do without there's so much i mean just the the hip-hop influence Mm -hmm. on it like the bass the um it was like a very grown-up version of her for the first time you know what i mean everything was great poppy um creamy creamy icon whatever um (laughs) creamy pop icon it kind of like it it, it was like i'm grown you know and um it was it was britney it was like her like britney except with leather um, i'm not a girl not yet, not yet or whatever. Um, <laughs> but I, yes. Um, but at this, but this time, like I feel as though erotica. Um, uh, what other ones like uh, where life begins? All those songs that had that um, sexual innuendo, innuendo kind of ingrained didn't scare me away as much mm-hmm. as um, it did when I was when it first came out. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, I look back on Erotica and the sex book and think how brilliant they are. Like, there's just, I mean, when you look at the fact that, like, all of those singles that came off of the Erotica album and, like, I mean, I was pissed they didn't play Erotica, at least in Philadelphia. They did not play Erotica on Philadelphia radio and I was pissed. But Deeper and Deeper was all over Philadelphia radio. And I loved how, like you were saying, it, it was like Madonna had been sort of, like, super sweet and light and poppy 
up until erotica. And then all of a sudden it was like, Madonna took us to the clubs. Right. And deeper and deeper was just like full on dance floor Madonna. And I just remember the, the first time I heard that out, I was waiting in line to go to the haunted mansion that they had in Philadelphia. It was like some, uh, some abandoned psycho ward or whatever and we were going <laughs> into it. And they were playing deeper and deeper on Eagle 106. And I was just like, Oh my God, it's Madonna. And it was amazing. <sighs> but I mean, she, you know, like I, I mean, we got like bad, uh, the videos, oh, if you think yes. about the videos that came off of the erotica album with like fever when she was dipped in like, silver paint. Oh, I loved that deeper and deeper the yes. bad girl video yes. you've got the rain video oh. you've got the vma performance of bye bye baby you've got her the snl performances of fever and bad girl you know what i mean like yeah. there was some really great moments that she was doing <laughs> just that whole like what is it the the yeah. heidi I mean, well, acid look yeah. she had <laughs> the, the pencil thin eyebrows <laughs> the, and the funky eyelashes that she had like spider eyelashes and then she was oh, she was putting a lot of stuff out there that she'd never put out before and she had really great intentions for it and if you see the early interviews she's very excited about it but then towards the end by the time rain was released as a single it, she was done you know yeah she was like i'm going on tour and i'm not coming back to america <laughs> yeah I feel like when yeah. she was when she was designing her look for Blonde Ambition, she was she got like the pon- that ponytail look from like a blow up doll, and then when Erotica came out, she's like, "I'm not the blow up doll. I'm you know, I'm the sex goddess or whatever." She upgraded. Yeah, oh, her styling was so no, great. She in shaved that era. her. I, I remember when she didn't have the because she, she shaved her eyebrows. Right, it wasn't just blonde eyebrows. She full on mm-hmm. shaved. And I remember I was so appalled mm-hmm. when she shaved. I was like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. Why would she shave her eyebrows? Now I look back on that and think, God bless her for doing that. Like she was so fucking brave to come out and look that way. Well, it's funny because I feel as though, you know, when you you think about the Mm -hmm. look, like Madonna's look, it's always was super thick eyebrows, you know? And Mm -hmm. I feel like she was like, I'm done being that person. Like I need to shed that old skin and, you know, and just have a new look. she, She was Dita. Dita apparently does not have eyebrows. But but then a couple of years passed and she decided she was going to throw Dita to the wolves and she became kind of like this hip hop, you know, Latin um, bleach blonde goddess for bedtime I stories. love her look in the secret video and just like some of the promo looks uh, for the bedtime stories album cover like yes that the smoky eye and that super platinum blonde hair and just the lushness and like i love how it's it's sort of like ghetto bling but not like it's still super expensive you yes. know you know it's like she has the nose ring and she's got um, yeah you know, she like got everything all pierced. motifs just like the styling of that is was beautiful. that when she got her belly button pierced i think she was like <laughs> oh yeah oh, God. one yeah. of the first to get her belly button pierced madonna invented the belly button piercing is that what i heard no <laughs> <laughs> well and then that, that's another thing like think about that so erotica comes out in 1992 we get all those beautiful videos and performances bedtime stories comes out Two years later, in 1994, and we get another uh, like onslaught of amazing videos. We have Secret, yeah. Take a Bow, Bedtime Story, you know, and, and, and Human Nature. Like those are some pretty fucking iconic Madonna videos. Yes. 
do you have do you have a favorite song off of that? A favorite song? Um, off, off of bedtime story. We're not we're not at the lightning round yet, so say that. Okay. Well, I definitely think that um, "Take a Bow" is something that "Take a Bow" is like my number one favorite um, ballad. Right? It's yeah. one. It's one of the top for sure overall. Um, "Forbidden Love" though is one of those songs that I'm like, I just want the world to hear this song. It's so beautiful, and I think. Babyface being on both those songs um, says a lot, but um, just jump ahead. Um, I didn't love hearing, because there was that demo from Ray of Light when they kind of got together. I was not really, I'm like, Babyface had his moment with her and that's it. I feel like that was the era, but yeah. when they were together in that era, it was fire. Like it was amazing. I agree. I, I loved that collaboration. Yeah. And just the whole video, and I mean, I like I, when bedtime story came out. I think I was, I was pledging my fraternity in college, and I forced my friend because I had to do like certain hours at the fraternity table. And I think Tower Records opened at ten, and I had to be at the table by like noon. And I was like begging my friend, "Can you please drive me to Tower Records to buy Madonna's album?" Because it came out on that on the twenty fifth, and I was like, "Please, please, please!" And so I literally like was listening to it in my room as I was getting ready to go over and like adjusting my tie and getting my pledge book and this and that. And I was just like obsessed with the album from the from the get go. Yeah, I think um, um, I was going to say I think that um, Madonna's look. Um, I think has a huge like correlation with how pop cult, like I'm sorry, not pop, but like general population feels for her. And so when oh, you have um, a weird look, I feel like people sort of like step, take a step back. And I think um, like take a bow was just one of those moments where she was drop dead gorgeous. And I know, I, I know people that, to this day are just like, oh, Take a Bow is my favorite song, you know, because it was a moment. It was a huge moment. I mean, that song was number one for weeks yeah. and it was the only song you heard that year anytime you heard it on any yeah. radio station. Well, that and uh, I Will Always Love You, right? Is that what kept her no, from No, no, that one? was three years Earth. earlier. What was, oh, maybe it was, I thought it was Whitney Houston. She's always getting kept off I from know. number one by somebody. It's a, it's a shame. Um, okay, so as we do with all of our guests on the podcast, Eric, <laughs> we would like to do the lightning round. Okay. So um, these, the, as we say to everybody, the lightning round is just meant to be off the top of your head. It's where you're at right now in your Madonna fandom. So okay. don't think too long. Just, like, just shout it out. It, and it can change <laughs> years in the future. It's fine. It, it's not like this is going to haunt you forever. So... Um, <laughs> so top five favorite madonna songs go okay um i'm gonna go with hung up um holiday take about rain and i got one more um folk mm-hmm. okay good. uh your top three let's just yeah. say favorite tours and it's not that you had to go to them it's just like because i'm sure you've seen them all okay so I think number one, hands down, is The Girly Show. Um, oh, yes. One. I, that one, it's just all around so impressive. And I think it was the last, maybe not the last of the of the tours where we just saw her sing. 
you know, there was no editing. I think maybe mm-hmm. Drown World was a little bit okay in terms of editing, but like, mm-hmm. that's, that's all I want is just a camera and Madonna, you know? She looked- You get to see her perform. She looked amazing, killer, killer body. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, so that one. Um, I love the clown theme. I love the whole like, just the look with all the dancers shaving their head. She's like, I'm cutting my hair short. Y'all are shaving your heads. I don't care. It's in your contract. Like, I don't know how that went down, but they looked, it looked incredible. The best thing about the clown for the girly show is that that clown does not speak. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Silent tears of a clown. Um, (laughs) That's uh, the, that's the only tears of a clown I want to see. Yes. Uh, so let's see, girly show, I want to say, um, confessions, even though I didn't go to it, it's something that I watch and is just flawless from start to finish. Yeah. Um, and then I think, um, I really like, I'm going to say, um, sticky and sweet, but I really feel as though I don't rewatch, um, uh, MDNA or Rebel Heart that often because of how poorly they were edited. But I, I believe they're really good shows. But it's the editing that like doesn't allow me to rewatch it as often as I want to. So I don't know. It takes you out of the moment. When <laughs> it you does. Those. It does. Okay, I answered three. That was my top three. Yes, that's right. And then, do you have a favorite Madonna look? Meaning, like a look that she had in either a video, a tour, an interview, an album. <sighs> Yeah, I think um, my favorite look goes back to like 2004. So it was around the, um, I'm going to tell you a secret, just before she lost all that weight for um, confessions when she fell off the horse, you know? Because I think mm-hmm. she was kind of kind of skinny there. But like just before that, it was, I like, I love all of these like yeah. iconic looks, but I also just love and appreciate like a very natural Madonna. Like she could roll out of bed and like, you know, come out with her hair wet and, and still look gorgeous, you know, whereas a lot of the other looks, it was like, she had to get that look on, you know, she had to put the smoky eye on, she had to put the curls in her hair, she had to put whatever. I felt like that look, she was just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Body wise, she was, you know, a full woman and she had, she was toned. She was pretty. I love that look. Agreed. A simple, classic Madonna. Yes. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much for coming on and being our guest. I, I'm glad that you could come and be our Chicago representative. Yes. Exactly. We're so glad that you represented the Midwest and gave us another look at how different or also how similar the Chicago show was from the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Yeah, I was um, looking for, you know, something different to pop up and see if anything would change, but um, she's got it set. You know how she does to keep it like a finely tuned... It's a well-oiled machine. Madame X is a mechanic. Oh, quickly. How was her knee? How was her knee? Oh, that was one thing I remembered. Um, Her knee was fine, but I do... It was the first time that um, anyone had... I had seen it, and then later I, people were commenting on it. But when she's on the table, I think it's during Vogue, she, like, steps down from the, from table. the table, and she didn't. It was the, 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 the dancers kind of picked her up and carried her down. It was a very, it was a very Mariah Carey 2014 <laughs> moment or whatever. 
I was like, oh God, is this going to happen now? She's turning into Mariah. But I think it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. I mean, the moment that I saw her do that at Pride Island from YouTube, um, I was like, ouch, girl, like you're going to hurt yourself. And I- In heels. I mean, that heels. doesn't seem like it's smart. Yeah. No wonder her knee was bothering her. Yeah. I had. To, I just want to tell you my my um, eye patch moment. Um, so when we got our costume ideas and everything together for the show, um, I originally was thinking not to look like Madonna, but more so like the dancers, you know, because of course I was expecting to like slip on um, up backstage and just like make my way onto the stage and nobody would notice. Um, but so with that said, I all the da- all the dancers they wear sunglasses, right? And so um, we had sunglasses. And then at some point we came inside and I was like, well, mm-hmm. I, I did bring a backup patch, right? Because I had mm-hmm. to kind of like have my moment. And I put on this patch and we had just purchased drinks and we bought drinks from the second floor because the line seemed to be a little bit shorter on the second floor. And I mean, it's insane how much you can't see while wearing these things because I got my drink and then like immediately came down the stairs and I felt like at any moment I could have tumbled. I was holding on to like my drink and the railing. Like, I mean, everyone probably thought, Oh God, that he can't walk in heels, but I can <laughs> um, just not with heels and an eye patch. <laughs> so, um, but then the thing is, so afterwards, so I had this eye patch on and because it was kind of like in my hair, in my wig kind of thing, it was hard to like take off and put back on. So I just kind of, I lifted it up and it was on my forehead during the show. So we left and people left and right wanted to take their picture with us. So by the time we got out, um, I was actually hoping to like talk to Oksana about the experience because she was still filming um, for her Madame X TV. But by this time um, it was clear. And so we were walking down the street and I, I see from the corner of my eye, I see her musicians by an open door. And I was like, oh my God, there's our musicians. Let's go down there and we'll just walk by and you know say hi or say good show or whatever. So we walk by. And of course I've seen every, um, um, on Instagram, how every show she walks out and gets into her truck and drives away. And I was like, oh my God, this could be it. Like, But there was, there was nobody there, not a single person that wasn't a part of the show. And I'm like, let's just go. So we go by, we say hi. We're like, Hey, great show, whatever. Thanks for playing. And so then we kind of just, we didn't stay to talk. I'm like, they don't want to talk to us. So we kind of walked a little bit beyond and my husband was going to order an Uber. And I'm like, not yet, not yet. Because Madonna (laughs) might be coming out that door. And so all of her dancers, like little by little were coming out. And some of them were getting in like all the Batucaderas, they were getting on um, uh, a, a van. They were, they were like, actually they were already in the van. I think they were like, after their song, they were like, we're going to go chill. We're ready to go home. Um, but uh, the other dancers and some of the musicians were coming out. And I don't know if they had like a hotel room close by that they just walked to or if they were going out afterwards. But um, they were like walking past us. And of course, I was like, you're an amazing singer, you're an amazing dancer. Thank you so much for your show and your talent, all this stuff. And um, one of the two dance or one of the two backup singers, I don't know their names, but um, one of the two backup singers came out and I was like, oh my God. And she was like, you guys look amazing. And I was like, thank you. I'm like, you know, of course I'm just like blushing. I'm like, I have no words. And she's like, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, 
are you kidding? You want a picture with me? I'm like, okay, can I get a picture with you? And she said, yeah. So, so my husband had his patch on and he's like, I'm going to put my sunglasses on. So she's like, and you, you've got to put your patch on. And I was like, no, it's it's kind of hard. And she's like, put it on. <laughs> so I put it on. And of course I'm like so nervous that I just like put it on. And the, I, I, this patch that I got was not an official, you know, um, Madonna.com patch it was from amazon that i like hot glued um gems on or whatever and so it kind of like it ran across my uh, my other eye and when i put it on it was covering my eye and so i have this selfie of us that's just so terrible it looks like i'm wasted because it's covering my eye and i'm like really like my moment to have this like really cool picture with one of her backup singers you know and i and it's like ruined because of this stupid patch. <laughs> You're not going to send it to us to repost on the NLBC <laughs> Not a chance. Not until I like Photoshop a new eyeball on or something. All right. Well, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again, Eric. We loved having you on. We loved hearing from you. And we love having you as a friend of the podcast. Uh, Stefan? This is uh, so much fun. Literally, I've been dreaming of this day ever since the first time I heard your first episode in, in, in April. Um, but I've listened to every show and you guys are really doing a great job of bringing um, Madonna to the masses. I mean, there's so many people that I hear say, um, you know, not many people in my neighborhood or in my friends really like talking about Madonna. And it's like, why the hell not? You know? So it's so, it's so nice to have these conversations that are out there that, you know, I mean, I, I, I've met Stefan before, but like, it just feels like we're just best friends, you know? And I just appreciate um, being involved in the podcast in this way. So thank you so much. Of course. Oh, you're very welcome. This was, this was great. We, you know, we, we love reaching out to people. I mean, this is part of the reason that we started the podcast so we could just continue this dialogue with all of the fans out there. So we all don't have to feel so alone yeah. in our Madonna fandom. Well, thank you very much. Is this the, is this the part where you cue, take a bow and you sing this show is <laughs> over say goodbye we want her to her people to come and say copyright infringement to us like, uh, singing her singing her music we don't think we, we definitely don't have license for that all right but yeah, we want to say thanks to all you guys out there. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Luminary, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. And you can also find us at mlbcpodcast.com. That's our website. And you'll find links to our social media there as well. At MLBC Podcast is our Instagram page. You can hit us up there. Until next time, see you thanks guys. Thanks for joining us, everyone. See you next time.